Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Better alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Gimme Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of our hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is a very, very strained voice, Nate. Say, quietly say hello to the people, Nate. Why, hello there, hummingbird. <laughs> I'm the hummingbird. <laughs> I appreciate that. But that's okay. If Nate loses his voice, I have brought back up today. We have a very special guest here in the studio we have the one, the only, Creepy Jason. Jason, hey. say hello. What's up, guys? I got a voice. I don't have a problem using it either. So I'm That's here right. And some of you may be going, Creepy Jason, does that supposed to mean something to me? Is it somewhat familiar? How do I know this? Well, if you watch Ink Master or get super giddy like Nate did when he saw that Creepy Jason commented on a post that we did, hey. uh, you will know that this guy's been on TV, which is way better than we've ever done. And uh, is the what's considered the the fan favorite of what is it season twelve and fourteen, Jason? That is absolutely correct. That's what it says on my business cards. That I would put that on all of my business cards. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. E- even if I was never on the show, it would be on my business card. <laughs> so yeah, we got creepy Jason here, and Jason is a tattooist and also does some amazing artwork. And the reason we have a connection to him is he had done the artwork for some very good friends of ours, VHS, Violent Homicide Slasher, Mike, our brother over there, and Nate, what was the albums that Jason is? I should ask Jason, but I want to torture Jason, Nate. But, oh, yeah, I want to, tor- I want to torture Nate into talking. <laughs> I just so, make pictures. <laughs> Gore Beyond the Stars, I think is what the first album you did. Yes. And then uh, Quest of the Mighty Rift, the most recent album. Yes, and then I just found out discussing offline with them was he did they suck blood their vampire album as well. Yeah, so I thought it was just the two. Um, Mike had given me a little sneak peek of it before it was announced too. Of like, here's what uh, Jason made for us. I was like, oh hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. You're working with them again. Yep. Uh, oh, how did you two dude, pass I cross? He like hit me up. I don't even think it was after Ink Master. I think it was before, honestly, and. Um, I'm all about putting my art on anything I can other than just skin. And the concept was really cool. What he wanted to do. So I was like, fuck it, man, I'll do it. And uh, then he just kept hitting me up for more and more and more. And like a sucker, I can't say no to cool side projects, even if I am already like in the weeds. So I just run with it. Those every time. dudes stay busy. They do, man. They put out like what? Six albums a year. <laughs> already yeah. talking about doing another album. Like, good Lord. Like he already hit me up about it too, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm already yeah. on board. It and is like, nonstop. Even though being friends with Mike, like Quest for the Mighty Riff is already in my top ten albums for the year. Like, oh, oh, that's so cool. much fun! Like 
I've had it in the car since he since I, I bought the CD. I don't do this Spotify crap you guys do. It never plays music in order. So I threw the CD in as soon as it came in, and it's been in the car on repeat the entire it's so time. So much fun. I don't I think anything's going to beat the new Obituary album, but that's just not fair. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's how we uh, got in contact with Jason here. And then we found out in talking that Jason is a huge action movie fan, loves the nostalgia of it, and... One particular actor that piqued his interest when we were talking was one Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorites. I know everyone's probably looking at the title of this going, you guys covered this already. And technically, yes, we covered Con Air already in our first year of podcasting when we sucked. Um, and Nate wasn't there. I so, say, you keep saying we, but I wasn't involved at all. You, no, no. It was the, the podcast. What we, as what far brought as we. this up was I was at my barber and they threw on Con Air. And I went, man, we should really cover Con Air. And I went, wait a minute. That asshole's already covered it without me. <laughs> I want to cover Con Air. So I need a reason to do this. <laughs> oh, I feel like he was doing you a favor by covering it without you. Because yeah. it is a horrible movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is why I brought Jason on because when I told him, he goes, "I am an uber Nicolas Cage fan. I hate this era of movies from him." And I went, "Oh, yeah, let's we need to dig you into that a little bit." The Holy Trinity of <laughs> no, The Rock, Rock Con Air, and Face Off. Yeah, hate him, hate him, hate him. I can't like oh when we were God. trying to do this blockbuster action star Nicolas Cage, it just didn't work, dude. And, and Con Air. <laughs> proves that time and time again he's not an action star at all i think my exact words to charlie after watching it were con air is still a masterpiece (laughs) no oh i mean i like good bad movies and it's a good bad movie and i watch it and i I enjoy it every time i watch it but it fucking sucks man it's a bad movie (laughs) the fake laugh that he gives at the beginning of the movie in the jail cell, he's like, I'm getting out. Oh, and yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like hugging his Hobie in there. Like, oh, oh my God. On, dude. It's so not. Uh, it's it's awkward, dude. It's, it's so weird. That was, like that, first like, thing, that was the first thing Jackie said was his accent. I can't get over his. She goes, I love this movie. I can't get over his accent. And I'm like, come on. That's the best part. No. That's one of my favorite things. No, no, Alabama Stop it. Accent. I love it. <laughs> it's really Don't bad. You like, he, he went that far into this movie and no one stopped him and said, all right, just do your normal voice. This isn't fucking working. He Apparently he went, went to Alabama he to did. train for this. Who did, he, who did he hang out with in Alabama, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. Obviously not people from Alabama. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like This was another drug-fueled like Nick Cage binge. Oh. Not he was in Alabama, but was probably just in Vegas. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Hanging out with the band Alabama. That, yeah, that's that what was it was. He <laughs> hung out with Alabama, which yeah. is definitely not Alabama. No, they're like from South Carolina. A- yeah, accent. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, just, they're, they're not even from there. The letters back and forth are like, don't you worry about that little Scotty Dalton. You'll have people like that in your life. It's like, <laughs> It's so awful, man. All of his dialogue. Well, the, the dialogue itself is is awful. 
And then you get his accent on top of it. It just compounds the just shit. It's just like a big compounded turd just but, but, trying to get out over like that an hour and a half. It's so bad. You know what, Charlie? There's only two people I trust on this podcast right now. And <laughs> one, I want me. <laughs> I was going to say, am I one of them? Uh, well, let's hit the... I, I, since we've covered this movie before, I'm not going to play the full trailer. Uh, if you want to self-torture, you just can go back you. and listen. It we. <laughs> like... It was a wee, damn it, quit. Jason and I have not had the chance to talk about this hummingbird. As as I talk about the podcast, it is a we. It is a part of me now. You know, it's like the Venom symbiote. We are the podcast. You're only saying that because the dude that wrote Venom wrote this movie. Maybe. (laughs) So stop (laughs) it. Let me play the 30-second TV trailer for everybody. Let's get in the mood for Con Air. Be quiet. Playing. What's that? That's a rock. The number one movie in America rock and roll. is a blue ride you won't forget. We're going to Disneyland. Yeehaw! Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs up. Let's do it. Explosively intense. Isn't that your part? Con Air is a pure adrenaline rush. Well, Eva Las Vegas. Buckle up for the blockbuster hit of the summer. Con Air. I'm too old for this. Wait it on. Oh, well, hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. (laughs) I don't know why you guys are laughing at the Viva Las Vegas part. I'm really lost right there. (laughs) Every time I've gone to Vegas, I have been on a quest to find Nicolas Cage to party with him. And every time it has failed. He's a, he's a hard man to get a hold of. He lives there. It should be easy. In Europe somewhere. Or is, does he, is, I think he owns he owns a castle in Europe. Yeah. Um. I think he does like reside out there. But from what I've heard from like other actors, you got to know someone that knows him, kinda. And even then, he's leery about you know meeting new people. So he's a weird dude. Let, 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 let's oh, face it. Yeah. Yeah. He is a he is a weird. But God damn it, I love nicholas oh, cage i would party I, so hard with Nicolas oh my cage. god yeah i i would love that's, to meet him he's in yes. probably my top five really want to meet for oh yeah yeah that's that's true i and i i'm not like overbuilding him in my head i'm sure even if he's a douchebag i'm gonna be okay with it because i'm be like i'm I'm hanging out with I don't think he, would be. Gonna, he just seems like he's cool yeah. to party with man yeah, yeah exactly I'm like this just like bullshit about movies i, I mean yeah. I've met some okay. people that I thought should be cool and they were douchebags. So I'm just, I'd rather not get my hopes up way too high. <laughs> not you, Jason. Not you. It's totally fine. Right but here, no, dude. I was, yeah, I was like, shit. I forgot to hit the mute button. Charlie, stop uh, embarrassing me. <laughs> but no, I, I've I've always loved the like Nicolas Cage movies. As a matter of fact, I just got uh, Firebirds on Blu-ray the other day just because I love Nicolas Cage. He's, he's a helicopter pilot with Tommy Lee Jones and I adore that movie. And then all of a sudden I start getting action movies like the rock and face off, which came out the same year that this movie came out. Yeah, they, they filmed it literally back to back, back to back and released them the same damn same. year. Crazy. Yeah. Ah, it, it's insane. Troy. I can do that. Cause I don't have my voice. Ah, caster Troy. Yeah. yeah. Nate's going to want to keep the sm- smoky, sexy voice. He's rocking right now. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I, I've been watching, we just covered Mandy uh, a few weeks ago and dude, I fucking love Mandy. I Mandy's saw Mandy's a piece twice, of dude. art. Like, I, I, yeah, oh, I mean, so how he digs it. So I was watching some like interviews of him and they were like asking him about Mandy and the way he just picks movies. It's not like he just picks a movie cause he's 
getting a paycheck. There has to be something there that draws him to the character. And I, Nate just sent me the behind the scenes of Con Air, and he was just like, I like this idea of, uh, you know, rehabilitated, you know, convict and stuff and just going back to his family. And, you know, it's just you, you're believing the dude that that's exactly why he did this. No, but okay, I'm also watching. Okay. This. Let's, no, let's, he was I'm not watch- rehabilitated. He was perfectly fine. That's what I, I was going to say. I don't understand how he got convicted in the first place. That's because what I was going to say. were lethal weapons. You heard the judge. He's got to be held to a higher standard when he uses his fists. That's right. He's in the but I was I was thinking the same thing. Listen to that going. What did you re? No, you were a wrongfully co- convicted veteran who was self defensing and got put away for seven years. I'd be pissed, but that's not how. But he's a gentleman. He didn't let uh, his daughter visit him behind bars. Oh yeah, with uh, I love, can't love. have my sweet Casey oh, right. visiting me seven years behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to uh, be the whole podcast. Everybody's just Nate trying to do an Alabama. Uh, it, I hey, still I don't I know the it. damn word accent. <laughs> there it is. Cage did, and he got paid how many millions? A uh, lots of millions. This yeah, is my problem in life. Nicholas Cage is always earning more than me. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's I, he's going to earn more to you after he dies too. You realize that, right? You know, Nicholas Cage is going to be gone, and he's yeah, still he's got earn that more. grave site in New Orleans. At New Orleans. <laughs> well, these guys have taken us fully off. We're already into the movie, and I wanted to go since neither of these were here originally. Nate, what is your first? Uh, t- what was the first time you watched Con Air? <laughs> so, this being 1997, I was nine years old, but I distinctly remember like everyone in my family seeing this movie, like not mom and dad, you know, like grandparents, right. aunts, and uncles. And telling my family, you have to see Con Air. And I think it was um, my Nana had recorded this off of uh, the VHS off HBO for us to finally see it. And I just remember Con Air being like one of the coolest things of all time. This was like right up there with, uh, was Armageddon right after this? Oh, yes. have you guys done Armageddon yet? Not oh, yet. You want to come back for Armageddon? That one, it is one of my all-time favorites. Like, love, I cry every time I watch it at the oh. end of it. Uh, and it's like, this movie probably rivals Armageddon for the cast. The cast is yes. what makes Armageddon. The cast is really what makes, um, what are we talking about again? Con Air. Because, <laughs> to be honest here, man, Nicolas Cage is the weak link in this fucking movie by far. Well, it's because when you've got one John Malkovich yeah. in your movie, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, like, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Cyrus the virus. Well, that's, cool. that's well, what I remember. I remember being a that's little what you kid, remember. being uh. in awe. And then also, as an adult, the first time that I went to Vegas, I thought that the Hard Rock was on the strip. And so, like, we Ubered to the Hard Rock and then walked to the strip. And that was the dumbest thing ever because it's, like, two miles away. (laughs) Like, I thought based off of Con Air, and I guess it used to be or something like that. But, yeah. Well, it's as the bird flies, literally. (laughs) So, you know, they crashed through that, but they weren't on the strip yet. That could have been two miles easy. Maybe, but adult (laughs) Nate is smart enough to Google that, and I didn't. Uh huh. I based all of my knowledge on Vegas off Con Air. Oh, you mean the movie lied? I know. Liars. liars. 
Jason, what about you, man? What was the first time you watched Connor? Oh, dude, I don't even remember. My my memory goes back maybe a week or two. Tops, dude. So <laughs> 1997 is, yeah. is a blur. I was I was graduating high school back then. I probably saw it. I definitely didn't see that shit in the theaters. It was probably a VHS rental for me. Um, and I do remember really liking it back then. I definitely didn't have the appreciation for Nicolas Cage then as I have now. He's like a like a mold. He kind of just grew on me to the where mm-hmm. I like really just learned to love him for who he is. But back then it just wasn't working. Like the whole because it was the blockbuster shit. He's not a fucking blockbuster actor. He's a weirdo actor. He doesn't belong. Yeah with his shirt off, making fucking tough guy movies with long hair and a bad accent. Yeah, but he needs that long flowing hair, that white wife beater, and those tight, tight denim jeans (sighs) doing high kicks, which... When the high kicks were going, I was like, "There's no way that's Nick Cage, right?" <laughs> like, no, I believe yeah. I believe he did at least one. I want to believe the one we see on screen. They went, he got one right. Let's put it in. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Patrick Swayze, but we'll let him get one yeah. roundhouse in. <laughs> I love well, that John Cusack hates this movie so much that he refuses to talk about it. Uh, John, uh, John Malkovich isn't a very big fan of this movie either. I don't uh, think anybody really is looking back on it. Danny <laughs> Trejo is. Me? If anything, yeah. the like, <laughs> actor strike right now, that is crippling Danny Trejo because he should be in 17 more movies, but it's not exactly. happening. No. Uh, Danny Trejo playing the same role he plays in every single movie he's ever been in in Connor. Hey. That Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. Work with what you got, man. And I'm it's not playing because I love the guy and everything I've ever seen him in, but he's doesn't have a lot of range. He's so. got like almost 500 movie credits. So you know what, man? Get get that it's check, so brother. So bizarre to see young Danny Trejo though. Every time it, it's like it is. He's fucking ripped too, dude. He yeah, like, looks good. He looks yeah. so scary, but then you like you know he's probably like the nicest teddy bear. I've heard that. I've heard like he's super nice to everyone he meets. You know, Trejo's Tacos. Plug his taco place right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Trejo's Tacos. He's got a beer. Yeah, (laughs) Nate went on a path to try and go find find the beer. Couldn't find it. Well, for those that haven't heard uh, the original episode, I actually did get to see this in the theater. I got one better. My dad saw the trailer to this and went, I want to see this on the biggest screen possible. So took. (laughs) He took me to a drive-in theater for us to watch Con Air in a drive-in theater. And oh, I like where this is going. That Ooh. is that is my favorite movie memory of seeing. Like this movie's big. This movie's huge. It, it, I mean, as far as scale and scope, seeing this in a drive-in was insane. Seeing that plane crash through the strip, you know, all of the aerial shots and. It's one of the only times I ever went to a theater with my dad, just me and him, and just got to experience this, you know, awesome. To me, like like Jason said, as a kid, this was the best movie ever, you know, because it was just explosions everywhere, bad guys fighting, you know, cussing and squalling and people getting their arms ripped off and poor Biddley Bedlam gets stabbed through the chest like you know, uh, Vernon Wells in Commando. I was waiting for Nick Cage to go let off some steam, Billy. Yeah, you, you know, put just, that bunny down, dude. <laughs> yeah, put come on now, put the bunny down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that was my memory of it, and then it's always been in my collection. I have, I have always owned Con Air. It, it, it is a regular watch, at, you know, for me. And letting you know my son watch it too. It's like you know, all right, it's time to start watching. Then 
what Jason hates is the Nicolas Cage action classics of The Rock Man. and Face Off and Con Air. And I throw in Firebirds in that because I love that one. Gone in 60 uh, Seconds. National oh, Treasure. Yeah. I um, love It's such a bad. It was like 10 years. It's just. Well, <laughs> and there's also one big through line through all of that. And that is one Jerry Bruckheimer. Like yes. that dude loved working with Nicolas Cage, apparently. Yes. Like, it was like almost every Nicolas Cage movie in the 90s had Bruckheimer attached. You know what, if he like owed money to like Francis Ford Coppola, and that's why he keeps putting his nephew in movies, <laughs> you know? I could totally he, like see lose that. a bet or something. He just kept wanting to work with Francis. He's like, "Come on, man, let's do something." He's like, "No, nah, put my put my my uh, nephew Nick in." Yeah. We'll talk. And the next one, the, no, I'll put him in. And I was like, and, you know, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer, he was big." And I got looking at his uh, filmography, going, "If you took every movie in the '90s and most of the '80s and even early 2000s and throw darts, most of them are going to land on something produced by Jerry Bruckheimer." Yeah. That dude has done literally everything. And it's most of the movies we love, you know, like Nate and I did Bad Boys 2. You know, it's Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, yeah. the National Treasure movies with Nicolas Cage, Jerry, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, all it spans a ton of generations. One dude, you know, so I'm never going to fault him. We're not going to make fun of him like we do Michael Bay. But, you know, Jerry. Oh, Bruckheimer hey, hey, hey. Is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want Michael Bay to return. Oh, to no. the Transformer movies. I like Armageddon. That's like my one exception. That's like the one yeah. movie he did that I enjoy is that, but the rest of it is pretty shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, let, let him go back to Transformers because, like, after <laughs> watching that recent Transformer movie, I went, I want Michael Bay back. I'm sorry. I, I, you I, said that, and now I haven't. Apology. I haven't watched that movie since you said that to me. And I was the like, new, new one is you say it's yeah. worse than the mic. No, I yeah. heard good things about it, dude. I, oh, I was like, the whole time, just like, What's going on here? We need Michael Bay back. And that's oh, something that shouldn't no. be said. Dude, I don't think anybody's ever said that before. Well, leave it to Nate to say something that no one yeah. else has said. <laughs> what I like about Nick Cage is you can point pinpoint exactly in his career where he just goes unhinged. And it's 2006 after the Wicker Man remake. Oh, do bees. Yes. Oh, not the bees. <laughs> I love it. When did, so when did he do uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice? When was that? Was that like right around the same time? Uh, that was like 2010, I bet. So yeah. that was yeah. after The Wicker Man. Because that, yeah. to me, it was that's like, when he started doing like four movies a year to start paying off, you know, dinosaur eggs and shit. Well, I also blame the, Di the Disney thing where people think like, oh, now I'm going to go do a Disney movie because, you know, it happened to Eddie Murphy. It happened to a lot of, you know, of our action heroes that finally just dropped down and went and did a Disney movie. And then they just, you know, hit the dirt, you know, no one gave a shit about them, but Nick Cage has a Renaissance now, which I am oh. absolutely loving. We're in the golden age. Right yeah. yeah. We're in the golden age of Nick Cage right now. Absolutely. Uh, Pete, our other co-host who couldn't make it tonight. He texted me this morning that he finally watched pig. Cause I kept telling him to watch pig, Dude. I was like, but your heart's going to be broken, man. I was like, just be prepared. And he texted me, he's like, that's not what I was expecting. He's like, oh, no, I thought it was going to be John Wick, and I was so wrong. Too. P Pig had no reason to be as good as it, what it was. Like, I, I went in that expecting a typical Nick Cage uh, shit yep. fest. And I was like, wow, this movie is yeah. really entertaining. Like, when he breaks down, you break down. Like, oh, like, my God. So much fun watching Pig, dude. Definitely not what I thought. 
So I still got to watch that one. Like I said, I just watched Mandy, you know, a few weeks ago for the first time. Oh. And I was I was impressed as hell with that. I mean, that's I, I I need more watches. Like I told Nate, I was like, I really need to like absorb this movie in. But now I'm kind of like, all right, now I need to start watching these other ones. You know, what yeah, is he's the, a Nazi uh, punch in Spider Man and you know into the Spider Verse. It's yeah. awesome. He's, he's noir <laughs> Spider Man. I want to see the one that he does with the dude from the Mandalorian, uh, the unbearable weight or whatever the, the massive talent the, yeah, the unbearable i haven't seen that I've, one yet either but i, I don't know how i have nothing but good stuff. we we've all seen the meme the, oh, God, the greatest so meme ever yeah. you know but i'm like I, I need to watch this movie so but it, what i have seen those con air and we can rag on nick cage some more but as <laughs> we said there is an amazing cast that is put into this movie that oh. is what really elevates the rest of the movie all this around is the 90s avengers essentially yeah <laughs> it really is and cool actors for the, the late 90s well i mean you get people like ving rames and dave chappelle in this movie and it's like right. it, dave chappelle's literally playing the character he usually makes fun yeah. of you know a, a very crackhead style dave chappelle <laughs> which i love you know pinball Hey man, did you mean all that crackhead shit? He's like, hell yes, I did. Hell yes, I did. Now, and, you know, growing up in Springfield, Ohio, Yellow Springs, where Dave Dave Chappelle lives, is like yeah. 15 minutes away. Everyone I know has ran into Dave Chappelle except for me. But if I ever make that happen, I'm definitely talking about Con Air and only Con Air. That, that's oh, absolutely. The- <laughs> I don't care about I'm Rick James, bitch, and all that stuff. He gets enough of that. I want to know about Con Air and what it was like to have scenes with Nick Cage with all that hair. That is <laughs> the real shirt I want. What I what I would do is like if I actually ever get the chance to go to like one of his comedy shows, I'm gonna get a white t-shirt and I'm gonna write on it, you know, agent, you know, whatever Carson City yeah. Learner Airfield. <laughs> and I'm gonna and it's all gonna be sideways, and I'm gonna just sit there and wait for him to notice me. Right. You know, it's also because you're gonna know he saw you because his head's gonna turn. Ever so slightly sideways going, this motherfucker wearing a pinball shirt. <laughs> free pinball, free pinball. <laughs> free pinball, man. But yeah, we got Ving Rames in here playing Diamond Dog, which I'm like, this I love Ving Rames in this man. What's up, Hillbilly? Yo, Yeehaw. He's like, what are you thinking about? What was I thinking about? Oh yeah, Yeehaw. Uh, you know, just oh. Laugh at you know, make fun of the dialogue all you want, man. But there's some great lines of just oh, deadpan the, funny. The person shit who gets the best performance is Steve Buscemi. Oh my god! Oh man. yeah, dude, he's great. He, I, I like how they they pretty much took Hannibal's Lecter. They took Hannibal Lecter and they split it into John Malkovich, Cyrus the Virus, and then Steve Buscemi's um whatever he the the Mangler. What do they call him in that yeah. one? I can't. Something uh, the green it was a Gar- Gar- Garland Green, Garland Mar- Green, yeah. Marietta Mangler, the Marietta Mangler, yeah. So they like took the the the, the Lecter trope and they just split it into two different right. characters, and that makes such a big. De- it's one thing I still laugh at in this movie is the way they have the biggest dude on the plane, Ving Rhames, un you know take all the shackles off of him, but he takes the face mask off first. I'm like, that's the last piece I take off. You want to <laughs> unlock his hands and shit? That's fine. I don't want this dude biting me. I but he takes the face thing off and he is like, 
all props. He just looks like he is scared to death of Steve Buscemi in this movie. Yeah, it is so freaking hilarious. Those things biting you, man. Right. Yeah. That's why I would take the mask off last. Just he wore last. a woman's head as a hat and drove three <laughs> states. Garland, like, it's my daughter's birthday. I really don't need to hear this. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain this is the second movie I ever saw of Steve Buscemi back in the day. So it was this and uh, Billy Madison. So as oh, a yeah. kid, I just thought he was the creepiest fucker of all time. Right. And this movie is also what, you know, I learned that Leonard Skinner died in an airplane. This was, you know, the piece of knowledge I got from this movie. What do they teach you guys in school up there? I know, right? (laughs) It's Springfield, Ohio, man. It's not a lot. (laughs) School. (laughs) School? You get, you know, we talked like Dan- Danny Trejo is a cool little Johnny 23, you know, and he's got this, uh, you know, he's a rapist. He tried really hard to make it Johnny 24. He did. And that's another great thing with John Malkovich is when Nick Cage stops it and John Malkovich agrees with him. And he goes, if your dick jumps out of your pants, you're going to jump out of this plane. <laughs> like Cyrus is a piece of shit. Doesn't give a crap, but that dude's a rapist. That means you're lower than even what I would do. You know, and I was like, I dig that. I get a little, that little bit of respect for Cyrus the virus who would mer- just stab you in the face. But he's like, you know, we're not going to touch girls on the plane right now. <laughs> right. That, I dig it. I really do dig Cyrus it. Cyrus the virus has to be one of the coolest villains of the 90s, though, right? He's like, I top would 10 agree for with me. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's, a, he's a standout villain for sure. Yeah. Like everything's so meticulously planned. He has the biggest bomb ever hidden in a jail cell. With all this, like, <laughs> how do you see everyone work it? Like, you dug it out. There's airplane plans, there's hidden messages. And when the dude goes, Don't touch anything, your first instinct is to open up a box. I gotta open very, it. I gotta open yeah. it. What's in the box, dude? You gotta What's know. In the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on. But then you're watching it going, why does John Cusack stop and turn around to go back? It's like, did you hear them say that? What are you doing? Like, oh, shit, I forgot my keys and runs back into the jail cell and almost loses his head to a door. The problem is, is John Cusack and he doesn't really have any kind of authority. I mean, look at the fucking guy. You're going to listen to anything John Cusack says to you. You know, part of me is also that's that's true. When you watch this, you're like, "How is this guy in charge of anything?" But that's the, that's the whole trope with him. That is, is, I love John Cusack. He makes no sense in this movie. No, he's he a, is at all. <laughs> he is there to make Cole Meaty pissed off the entire movie, right. and that's where he succeeds. <laughs> but he's mad at him. What's up with Dictionary Boy? Actually, it's the Soros. He's like, I'm going to put my fist through your face. That's what so I want to do. He's a U.S. Marshal in this movie, right? Is that what his title uh, yeah. is? Yeah, he's yeah. a U.S. Marshal for the jail service at like a certain department. When I was looking up, because I was like, I wonder if the U.S. Marshals had anything to do with Con Air. Because, you know, like Top Gun is basically just propaganda recruitment film for, you know, yeah. the Air Force. I was like, I wonder, was Con Air used as like a recruiting tool? For the, for the U.S. Marshal Service. No, they want absolutely nothing to no. do with this yeah, movie. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, that's not even how they transport prisoners. Yeah, like, they they made that airplane because it looked cool on camera. They use commercial airliners well, to then, transport people. 
I did what I always do. I'm like, I wonder what other movies are like Con Air. So then I start doing that Googling afterwards. Because I was like, I could have sworn there was one that took place on a bus. For some reason, (laughs) I feel like there was a Con Air ripoff around the same time on a bus with Mickey Rourke. So I was trying to find it. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it. And then, but of one of the things that popped up of like movies you'll like if you like Con Air was Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips. And I was like, that's nowhere near like if Con I Air. like Con Air, I want, I'm gonna like Captain Phillips. As he's like lands a plane on the the, was it the Hudson, is what he landed the, it on. The heart wrenching true story of Somalian pirates taking hostage. Like, oh, is that that one? What's the yeah. one where he's the pilot? So it's not even doing anything with an airplane, it's the ship. Oh, that's not the pilot. I thought that was the pilot. I thought the fi- no, I thought Phillips Captain was Co- the pilot. Ship. What? Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad. Jason was movie? thinking the same thing I did. Yeah, he did a he did an airplane movie where the both engines went out because of a bird strike, and he had to land in the harbor, and he oh. got like a ton of trouble. They tried to make him in a ton that of trouble, Clint but he's Eastwood. Yeah, Clint he Eastwood. Oh, directed it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that was not, you're, you're killing me, Nate. That was not Clint Eastwood. But that's but, the no. extent of my knowledge of that. So there is no Mickey Rourke prison bus Con Air knockoff. I couldn't find it. <laughs> we just Google Mickey Rourke, and if it doesn't pop up, well, it's not right, there. But you know, Mickey Rourke's in a lot of shit. <laughs> and I don't mean he's like. This shit, yes. Yeah, he's just. He's, he's in like three good movies. And yeah. And a whole lot of crap. Right. You know, Harley Davidson, the Marble Man, quite a wrestler. That was crap. Now, wrestler was good. I like wrestler. <laughs> I like young Mickey Rourke and Harley Davidson. Uh, the Pope of Greenwich Village is really good. You guys ever seen that? Was kind of a deep oh, I have not. Yeah, that's a good, that's one of his early films, man. It's it's pretty cool. I'd watch it. Yeah, I also like his character in Expendables, so I, I did like him in that one. So I love everybody's character in Expendables, dude. That's well, obviously like top tier. But I meant like for around. Mickey Rourke to not really do anything in that movie but talk, I still liked his character. In that oh movie. hell yeah, it does. That's awesome. God, he was so, awesome in Sin City. <laughs> Austin City was a great one. Yeah, he was yeah. he was badass in Sin City as Marv. We're yeah, supposed to be talking about Con like, Arrow now. Was that one? And then uh, was the um, Angel Fire? Is that what it was? Or Angel Heart? Yo, you oh, guys Angel, can... yeah, Angel, Angel Heart. Heart's a great one. Angel yeah. Heart. That's an Heart early film. one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, so Mickey Rourke, who's not in Con Air and was not but one he, of the prisoners on here, he almost was in Con Air. I heard he was up for um, Poe's role, Cameron Poe. Well, according to you guys, that probably would have been the better way to go. That would have been I'd a buy movie. that. I would have bought I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I did read, like, there was, like, 20 other people for John Malkovich, Cyrus the Viruses. Like, it got to the point where I just got tired of reading how many different people had come in and read for I that. can't picture but, anyone else in that role, though. No. And what's weird is I have no idea who John Malkovich was at that time. Like, I didn't oh, even see John Malkovich until I was, like, in my early 20s. Because, like, there's no way Teenage Nate was smart enough to understand that movie. Right. <laughs> I, I don't even understand that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it since it came out because I was still just like, I have no idea what's going on. But John Malkovich, so I am in. You know, no, I, I'm with you, Nate, because I, as, as kids, we weren't, like, following actors that weren't, like, Arnold or Stallone or anything like that. You know, the right. secondaries, you know, like Malkovich, you'd be like, oh, I seen that guy in a movie at some point. You know, he looks familiar. 
But he I really was, like, think the this best was... part in red, like the dude, like oh, he was my favorite in range. red. Yeah, it's one get. I'm getting the pig, but you know, it, him in this one though is my first like introduction to that character, and he just kills it, man. He is, he is a slimy piece of shit, and he's like just whatever to get one up on. I'm surprised he wasn't in on it with you know the guy they're trying to release, you know, and get on the other plane and screw over every one of the other uh prisoners you know like screw diamond dog i don't give a shit about you guys because there's enough room on that private jet for cyrus the virus to sit on but he looks so badass too he's so simple but like even when he's got like the guards uniform on i'm like yeah that's a villain all right that's dude, a dude. cool out there on the tarmac you know like he's fucking hot shit he's like i'm yeah. smarter than these fucking cops man i'm gonna be right out here in front of him <laughs> he's like shit. i'm working with nothing but idiots when he's got like the map in the sand and they're like well, what's that he goes that is a rock, That's a rock. <laughs> well the cockiness of i'm gonna go put on this uniform and go talk to the cops and shitters and spitters you know he's just repeating stuff he's heard you know the the guards go and jackie's like she's like why doesn't anyone recognize him? I'm like, it's two different prisons. It's like, they don't know every single person, right? You know, you know, Joe might've been sick that day and this is Bob or whatever the hell his name is, you know? So, and the dust storm kind of obscures everything. So it, it just kind of like good storytelling. I do like that aspect of it. It was just kind of cool. It's like, ah, of course there's a dust storm. That's how they're going to switch all the people around. That's how they're going to get away with it and at least get took off. You know, I like the thought process of that how... might be the only part of the script that kind of makes sense because so much of this feels like it was written on the day of like, oh, I didn't even I'd be surprised if there was a script. I thought they were just adding <laughs> all the action and dialogue in this. It was, it's well, there's, so... a, there's, there's, there's an outline, I would have to imagine, <laughs> you know, a basic idea. Convicts on plane. They take it over. Go. You know, and that's pretty much what the, I guess Dave Chappelle like ad-libbed almost all of his lines so anytime he's being funny that was straight up him that's nothing scripted as far as the jokes go and i'm like that makes it feel that's more like dave like dave chappelle yeah like you know, that's what that, you hire yeah that's that kind of, and that was one of the things that john malkovich was getting pissed off about was they were like changing stuff as they were filming so he never really knew where his character was going because they probably didn't like they were probably debating on does he get away you know with sandino or whatever the guy's name is at the end or you know does he fully get screwed over and i the more i that we've done these type of movies and we find out that there was not a solid script when they started you start seeing it you start being able to watch these movies going yeah there was no script whatsoever and it there there are movies that you're like if you just had done x y and z a little bit better this would have been a fantastic film i still love con air but you can definitely see the flaws well, it's like in it once you get him on the plane poe like you have to keep him undercover because if not it's just like oh we'll just kill the guy and throw him out the plane like probably well, not solved. only not right. only that but there has to be a reason for him to stay and i don't fault him for that i like the baby o character who's got the die you know is diabetic he needs the insulin. It's a lot of, oh, no, they broke all the needles. I think I could figure it out. I think right. I could generate <laughs> something to get insulin in me. Go find him a cookie 
or yeah, something. Drink it or like eye drop. Like I, I don't. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I don't know. Don't don't chastise us out there if you're diabetic. But you know, rub it on your gums a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's like to, and then you know, guard Bishop, which I just watched Total Recall the other day. And she's not aging well. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, she, she's a fine woman, but she's from watching, the day, man. Hot, yeah, watching her in total recall and then seeing her as guard Bishop, I'm like, Hollywood's been hard on you. Has I didn't was like that she years was apart. Recall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's not that yeah. back then. What is it? This yeah. was 96 for Con Air 97. Yeah. And total recall was 90. It's only seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. I mean, that's a hard seven years. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Been, I don't mean to keep ragging on it, but it was I've just... been making the unfortunate choice of rewatching all the Saul movies right now to get ready for Saul Ten. Yeah, and Nick Cage's wife is uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights' wife in the first Saul movie. Oh, okay. Carrie Ells. Carrie, yes, yeah, Carrie, yeah, I was trying to guy. remember from the Princess Bride. Yeah. So his so his wife in Saul is, is uh, Nicholas Cage's real life wife. Is uh, Nicholas Cage's wife in this movie? And oh, and oh, this, oh yeah. that's yeah. Oh, and Con Air, dude. Okay, we yeah. need to address this chick. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is never ever gonna bag a chick that fucking hot ever. Like right off the bat, it's completely unrealistic. No fuck. She's Even as an army, hot. Movie, super hot, yeah. super hot, and no she's way. pregnant right out the gate, but doesn't look it at all. No. No, <laughs> that's probably not his kid either. Honestly, and yeah, that's what me and my buddy were saying out there. He right. was on deployment. He comes back uh, two years later. He's got a kid. Like, what the hell's going on? He never did the math on it. But you know? also, when she's not showing, they already know the sex of the baby. Like, what yeah. she's gonna be? She's gonna be yeah. Miss Alabama humming, bud. So he he, he he got he got leave like a month or two ahead of time. I don't know it, the timeline doesn't line up for that to be his. Also, but yeah, I mean. It, <laughs> This is a very weird time in 1997 for rednecks to be against the military. Yeah. Yeah. That's it calls it's, it Gomer Pyle. Like, I don't yeah. think they would do that. No, that doesn't fit. That, that, I don't think that, anybody would do that. Any, maybe in the 60s, I can see people. Yeah. Like, like right after some shit. You know, but in the the late nineties, like come, what's fucking like Desert Storms going on then? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, were, you were probably a respected. You walk in the fucking bar and your class A's. Yeah, everybody's buying you drinks. You drink. They're not trying to steal your girl. Instead, they blame him for losing Vietnam. Like that was decades ago. He wasn't even a boy. Right. Yeah, neither were they. Like they're all like you guys weren't even alive for this. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. No, yeah, they're again just plot armor they're just trying to get through we got to kill somebody and it also that whole thing it's like it was obviously self-defense he's not just going around killing i just people. love the look on his face after he kills the guy and he's just like standing there like both arms just kind of off to the side well, he like, starts yelling her i don't know what it. i did trisha yeah. <laughs> in the rain. yeah it's so <laughs> dramatic <laughs> yeah yeah adrian <laughs> all right well on adrian let's uh we're about to that point to take a commercial break here so let's take us a quick commercial break and we'll come right back to conair mr t will return after these messages Welcome to Manic Movie Monday, where one person's trash is another person's treasure. 
Here we celebrate the trash, the treasure, and everything in between. You know when women get stressed, we take a bath. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Prison is not like reform school girls, and I really wish somebody would have told me. We're catfishing serial killers. We're just trying on clothes without tags and seeing See what fits. Everyone is wearing mail order lingerie. So join us every other Monday and stay manic. We now return to Mr. T. All right. Well, there's a the commercial break out of the way, guys. So uh, how much more can we make fun of Nicolas Cage's accent in this movie? That, that, that I think that's pretty much what we have done <laughs> for at least half of what we've talked about so far. Hey, at least they didn't give him a Cajun hour. accent. Because that was the big thing in the 90s. Everyone had to have a Cajun accent. Well, I think Seagal sent him a, a cease and desist letter. He saw an early draft of the script. You're not allowed <laughs> to have my Cajun accent, Cage. I'm just a lowly, <laughs> lowly cook. <laughs> so he sent that cease and desist immediately. Although it's also why, 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 why isn't Steven Seagal on this movie? Like, how did this end up as Nicolas Cage? Because this is that point in the 90s where it should have been Van Damme. You know, especially yes. there's a mullet involved. Why isn't Van Damme in this movie? Yeah. You know? <laughs> or Steven Seagal. Yeah. Like I said, there, there's, yeah. there's there's way better people they could have picked for that role. And they land on Nicholas fucking Cage of all people. Like, Yeah. But also it gave us one of the best gifts of all time of him stepping out into the oh, glorious the sun and that smile as he just looks up. Oh, I think I put your face on that picture last month on it's the month the most- of action. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a chef's kiss. It's Nate with a receding hairline mullet. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's better than when his hair was in uh was it next? Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah. With, uh, like, yes, like, exactly. Like two minutes in the future or some shit. Oh Jeff, that way he could he could dodge bullets because he knows they're about to be shot. Wasn't that Jessica Beal was in that too with yeah, might have been. Yeah. yeah. That could have been a cool movie, except they put Nicolas Cage in it. And it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. That to me, that's the bad era of Cage. Did you get that? You get was it Bangkok Dangerous, where he's like, Man, the oh, I, in I, Japan? I don't like Bangkok Dangerous. Oh, I tried no. so hard to watch that. I do like Drive Angry, which is one of his. Oh, I love Drive you know, Angry. Yeah, J- Drive Angry was a, was a fun one. You got to be Escapes a little bit more. from hell's got that yeah. gun. Yeah. And you know, chastise me all you want. I like him as Johnny Blaze as a ghostwriter. It, it works, dude. I hope they bring it. They keep him in the MCU because I do too. Yeah, he. It's a Disney character now. They bought it, so like, yeah. please, keep yeah. Nick Cage, man, as Johnny Blaze. I would. And we can we can all forget part two. I have no problem forgetting part two, but part one right. is cool he as shit. Pisses fire in part two. It's cool. <laughs> that, put, <laughs> put that in the next one though. The Never seen Van Damme piss fire. Yeah, huh? How, how's that action guy going for you? He he caught a flaming piece of wood that you know Lance Hendrickson tried to hit him with in hard target. He jumped over <laughs> fire, so you could have Nick Cage pissing fire with Van Damme flipping over the piss. See, I'm making yeah, 90s Lance gold has right actually now. stabbed Nick Cage, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, I, so yeah, Nick Cage. As much as I love him is a weird selection for con air for trying to god they really push that action hero you know as much as we've, we've talked oh. about on the show the the every man kind of action hero that well, was he's the big the blue shit. collar guy exactly now the hero no the but problem was he's not blue collar you know you get this amazing effect where they're at the air like the uh 
where they're getting the refuel. They've wrecked the plane. Oh, and oh. they need to fuel back up. Learner Airfield. Yeah. yeah, and he meets up with John Cusack's character, but then all the gas gets spilled, and the guy says, "But Cyrus," and he's like, "Nora," you know, perfect one-liner. Flicks the cigarette, causes the big fire, but it, it has Nicolas Cage doing the cool guy running away from explosion with the that hair <laughs> just <laughs> waving. You watch that, and I immediately think of other guys. And they go, you know, in movies where the explosion happens behind them, and it's really cool. I call bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> that's exactly watching that one going. No one's walking away from that. And then they made all the convicts do it too. Like they're all walking away from the explosion, like they're the Avengers, and everyone's looking back except for Cyrus the virus. He just keeps looking straight on. And everyone else is like panicking behind them, but they're just walking away from that the whole action set piece cracks me up so much because then you get Nick Cage after he like dives out of the glass or whatever and rolls underneath the truck. And there's like the gas attendant guy. And he's just like, you, you got any needles hummingbird? And the gas station guy is like, oh, Lord, son, you don't want no drugs. Drugs will end you, son. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's got a message in it. Drugs oh, yeah. are bad, okay? Yeah. Drugs. Okay. He's like, don't worry, old timer. I ain't going to kill you. What? What is it? He goes, just hold tight here. You ain't had to piss. I yeah. would have pissed myself. Yeah, I would have just I, pissed my pants. It's all right. Like, that's one of the few myself. times it's acceptable to piss yourself. Right. You yeah, just go yeah, for okay. it, bro. Yeah. It's explosions of convicts. I'm also laying in dirt. I'm pissing myself. I don't give a shit. I'm hanging out with Nicolas Cage. I'm pissing myself. Yeah. <laughs> How's Honestly, that on your on your resume? Like, what, what are you known for in Hollywood? Well, I was under this old truck in the desert with Nicolas Cage. I want to hear that story, sir. You have me intrigued. Continue. How many when, takes did it did you do? When I it? finally do get to party with Nick Cage in Vegas, and we've done a whole night of karaoke, and God knows what else that we probably will never be able to talk about that only happens in a Fear and Loathing movie, I know that I will probably wake up with pissy pants, and I'll oh, just yeah. know, you know what? This was worth it. I don't this know what happened. Cool. You won't even know if it's your piss, but you'll wake up with this. <laughs> Jason's over here rethinking everything about the show he agreed to come on. Yeah, tonight. man, what time is it? I gotta, I gotta go, guys. Bunch of Honestly, piss. I'm talking about piss my pants at least once a day. This ain't if Nick Cage pisses on me. That is lifetime achievement. I have one life, guys. Would you let Nick Cage piss on you if it meant hanging out with him for the night? Oh yeah, definitely. Hands down. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. If he eats asparagus for dinner. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Nope. Still in. Okay. Still I'm probably in. still in too. I'm yeah. probably still in too. I'm going to go with that. So far, no <laughs> one's out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It really is, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I'll do some shameful oh, things. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to remember what's the movie that they make fun of pissing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was Billy Madison with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you ain't yeah. cool yeah. unless you piss your pants. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, full circle here, guys. We're doing great. We've brought it all the way back around. <laughs> what's amazing <laughs> when this movie gets to the last like third, you can definitely tell is when it starts to just rush itself because it's like, how do we kill off a couple prisoners real quick? 
will do an insane firefight because now they found all the guns. Yeah, we have a small right. arsenal in the belly of the plane. What you meant to say was we have M16s, we have grenade launchers, we have shotguns, we have handguns. That I don't think you need that in the belly of a jail plane. That doesn't make any sense. That just now dawned on me how completely moronic that really. I mean, the movie is definitely <laughs> full of really bad contrivances. Like it's always just like, oh, this is convenient. Let's do this. But that one is a little too. That convenient. might be why the U.S. Marshals went. Yeah, we don't want anything to do with this movie. Now we everyone knows where gr- our guns are hidden. We don't have grenade launchers. It's really cool. Take that down. Somebody write that down. But we don't have grenade launchers on an airplane. Yeah, okay. and like prisoner. John Cusack wants to fucking have a shit because uh, uh, Chief O'Brien wants to give the dude a little pocket gun, you know, let alone right. M16s in the belly of the fucking Right, yeah, how does that time. get failed to be mentioned? Right. The, the pilot has a handgun? Like, why is that the one but guy it's in a that is armed? Yeah, they, they opened up really fast. One, two, three, four. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, that's, what it <laughs> that's the same code as my luggage. <laughs> I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Always space balls here, sir. Always space balls. <laughs> Surrounded by assholes. Yeah, space balls, the podcast. That's, that's it. <laughs> Damn it. Has anyone done that yet? Right. Dibs. Dibs. I <laughs> claim it. This is how we Somebody get make Mel money. on the phone. Get, get me Mel Brooks. Stat. <laughs> but like, you have that whole shootout. The plane takes off again. This time we have a car dangling from the plane. Oh, yeah. And I love Nick Cage going, well, hummingbird, any other day, that'd be strange sight. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Nate's going to say a line, it's hummingbird. Everyone's a hummingbird, Charlie. Is that what he's calling baby O this entire time? Yeah. <laughs> hummingbird. I'm going to get you that insulin, hummingbird. You want to have the back in the box. hummingbird, if you put quit the bu- eating that cake. Put the bunny back in the box, hummingbird. That would have made me put the bunny back in the box. That, that line, I'd have been like, he just called me hummingbird. I'm going to put the bunny back in the box. That's I'm happening the now. now, hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> I like Swamp Thing. That's another underrated character in this movie. He's probably one of the better characters in the movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. For as little screen time as he gets, he's... Pretty, he pretty is cool. so animated. You can just tell he's just happy to be there. Yeah, that's that's so cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he goes, we're going we're going to land, but it's not going to be there. It's going to be on the strip and then puts on a helmet. That I'm like, where did the helmet come from? Where did the helmet come from? <laughs> did the pilots have it? Because he didn't have it when he came on the plane. Yeah. So he either found it at the other airfield. Why well, everyone knows that con air pilots like to cosplay as pilots <laughs> while flying. Why? I, I know we're everywhere right now, but I, I even last night I was going, why did the all of the cops go down in between the narrow row of junk vehicles? It's a wide open desert around the entire airfield, but they went down the one corridor because that's where the main road was. And they got ambushed. Why? Go, hey, 
Let's go around this. That looks like a good spot for an ambush. Maybe we should go around. You're asking way too many questions right now. <laughs> or how want the pilot dude that almost dies, they go, I hope he likes sand and he's running into nowhere. But yet Garland Green took a five minute stroll and ended up in some kind of suburbia complex to have tea with a little girl in an empty pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dude's still running. Garland Green's having tea right now. I don't the wrong direction, obviously. <laughs> and got back on the plane. Like he heard them go, Oh, I hear the plane starting up. Gotta go. Oh, lovely sorry, tea party. <laughs> yeah. The lovely tea party. Thank you for can I keep this Ken doll? Because I'm Knuff or whatever the new word is for the Barbie movie that's out. But yeah, and he, he leaves with a Barbie toy. <laughs> and I'm like, it's oh, fine. What a away. lovely tea party. <laughs> where's that girl's parents at what's me right <laughs> so he's, she's like in the backyard hanging out next to a drained pool by herself yeah. having a tea party with a with a serial killing mass murderer where are her parents at there's so still, many wrong things going on in that one scene still wearing the white separate outfit from right? the prison like yeah. you know hey. of course the only person that changed was sally can't dance it was the yeah. only person that <laughs> was like, for that too, yes. am I right? <laughs> they got to wear the mesh tank top. Where was that at the, you know, where do you, what is, what do you call it at the prison, the PX or whatever? Where do you get that? I want the mesh one. Commissary. No, I don't want the commissary. Yeah. <laughs> the only person yeah. that got the mesh one at commissary was I want the mesh tank top. Cause that was the only, only one that was different among everyone else. I like Sally can't dance. They were I, in. I can't um, dance is great. Was great. They're hackers. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, they're hackers. hackers. Yes, I, I love that character, and it's it was a nice little just change. I don't know. It was and how everyone like Cyrus is like you know, she, the Sally comes up and goes, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And he goes, "Well, if anybody gets out, claw their eyes out and drops <laughs> the clip down her blouse." And I was like, "I dig it." Cyrus yep. is like, "I'm down." He's he goes, cool. "I'm with you." Like I'm cool. yeah. I do love. When Cameron Poe finally makes his final stand to get to the pilot's, you know, oh, yeah. quarter, he's he gets shot. He doesn't even flinch, and he just slaps Sally Can't Dance. I mean, and he pauses for a slight second. He's like, "Yeah, I'll slap," and that's it. He was thinking about punching, but went, "No, I'm not going to do that." I'm well, because he's from Alabama, myself. and you don't exactly you don't punch women in Alabama. You slap them. Yep. He learned that while he was in Alabama working yeah. on his accent. <laughs> now, now, Nicholas Cage, we don't hit all women around here. We slap them into some sense. Yeah. Well, he basically screams that at Danny Trejo. Don't treat women like that. Hummingbird. Oh, Hummingbird. <laughs> Oh, God. Yep. So, all right. We're on the strip now, boys. We have an airplane crashing on the strip. It's fucking awesome. All right. (laughs) They break the hard rock guitar. That thing's iconic. Yep. They didn't actually destroy the hotel, but it's like the amount of miniatures that they use, the practical effects. When they actually crash like a life size plane into the uh, Sands Casino, like they use the real like built plane to actually yeah. smash into the front of that. Like because the sands was being demoed. So they, they pulled a whole 
lethal weapon. Hey, we're going to destroy this building. You want to make a movie around it? So they got the ability to crash a life-size airplane into the sands with actual like stunt people running around, which is what sells it to me. It yeah. does feel like, yeah. you know, normal movies, you're like, oh, that's a, you know, a toy airplane. But to give it the weight, to give like the cars actually, you know, being destroyed, whoever has the yellow Ferrari in the parking lot, <laughs> your vehicle. Well, that's just a normal Wednesday in Las Vegas as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's that's a normal thing. But I love all that. And then, you know, everything's crashed. Everything's done. And I still bust out laughing when Cyrus does the most Bugs Bunny of moves. And when the hatch drops from beneath the plane and his head literally just pops <laughs> out of the bottom upside down every time I laugh because it's just that it's a literal pop. It's not like he sneaks yeah. his head. It was like, whoop. Yep. No one around. Let's get out of here. boys. <laughs> And Swamp Thing's still with them, which I'm also super like, happy I with. I like the that Swamp, Swamp Thing. They're, they're ride or die at this point. Like. <laughs> Diamond Dog has found the brightest yellow raincoat from a firefighter to put on as he hangs off the back of the fire engine that they commandeer. And this is 90s, man. John Cusack and Nicolas Cage both jumping on motorcycles. All right. No, no. It's the fact that... <laughs> They're rounding up all the prisoners like, oh, like we won. And yet they just let Nick Cage go. Well, like, he yeah. just got by. He can go you steal. Know. He's cool. He's pardoned. He's cool. Yeah, that's right. He was just he was just hitching a ride home. He's mate. on parole. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fine. And, he, you know, and the look that he gives John Cusack when they both get on the bike, that that head nod of like, yeah, we're going to go kick some ass now, homie, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage spending most of the trip doing a one-arm pull-up down the the on the ladder. <laughs> well, he crashes his bike in the Ving Rings, which is a hell of a way to go. I thought it was kind of cool. I dug that one. <laughs> After two other motorcycle cops got took out by a water hose from the top of the the fire truck. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody watched Terminator Two one too many times. Like we need a motorcycle. And we need to chase down a fire truck in this. Have you it's seen be this awesome. boy? <laughs> and then John Cusack jumping on the top with a fire axe, cutting a hole in the top. <laughs> throws a hose <laughs> to flood out a uh, swamp thing in the cab. I don't know, man. This the is swamp brilliant. Thing die? I don't remember. I'm trying to remember um, that he goes out somehow. Does he? I don't. I think technically he could probably live because they go through the walk, the Passover with uh john malkovic that's when he's handcuffed so he goes through the walkover it throws him into the debris onto the crusher i think the fire truck just wrecks because john cusack had to get thrown from it too i also feel like no it exploded i was gonna say i feel like it explodes just because it's 1997 everything explodes because i think nick cage waits to the last fucking minute to jump away from it so that the explosion pushes him away from, you know, the, 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 the fire truck behind him. So I think Swamp Thing does die in this one. I was going to say, if he doesn't, Con Air 2, the conning. Uh, <laughs> Con Air 2, like, we can have control, it to where, Come on, yeah. man. Con's on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Swamp Thing is now, like, you know, getting transported. And then somehow we got to drop in uh, Nick Cage, like, 
Tom Cruise in that one Mission Impossible movie. We have to skydive into the plane. Like, that's what we would do for the sequel. I just want, I, I have a feeling that they were like, no one wants to do a sequel. How do we kill the bad guy and make sure he never, ever comes back? Let's crash him through this, drop him three stories through debris, then on a conveyor belt that lands on a crusher and smash his head. That'll do it. No more sequels for Con Air. <laughs> He's had worse. Yeah, I don't think John Malkovich is going to cry about not coming back for the sequel. Probably not. I think everyone was cheering at the end of that scene and like, we don't have to do it anymore. I hope and 10 years rap. from now, I got to call both of you up and be like, in your fucking face, Con Air 2 has been announced. Malkovich is coming back as a robot. Oh, Christ. I, I heard rumors they were doing another face-off movie. Did anybody hear that? No. Uh, sequel to that? Oh, really? There's a, there's a rumor to that one. There's a rumor to a sequel to Cliffhanger. I um, heard that one, too. I heard that one's actually happening, yeah. Yeah, I that one, why. I think, is fully green. I don't either. Is he going to be um, fucking hanging on to, like, the, the, the wall at the, the retirement home that he's in? Because he's just <laughs> hanging on to that wall. Mr. Sloan, get down. That's not a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna he's gonna be the one painting like the old man that was the helicopter pilot in that movie all right boys well that's that's con air for us uh, nate you're ready to do the things now i think we should do the things let's do the things all right it's time for the body count yeah leave anything for us just bodies body count body count body count body count all right man a lot of chaos, fairly sizable body count in this. Uh, Forty-three people die in Ooh, Con Air. That's pretty good. Nice. It, they take Damn. a lot of people out on the strip, and almost all of the convicts. I think like three convicts live that they're loading up in the ambulance when it crashes. Into I the thought sand. that was just the three prisoner, like uh, the three. Oh, that might have been the prison. The might, might have been the guards. They might have killed every, every single convict. On the plane, except for Garland. Garland survives. He makes it to the end. He's, well, he's, he's got betting. Lady Luck on his side. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Luck. All right, so 43, that's respectable for a 90s action movie. So let's pick our favorite one. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Jason is our guest tonight. Oh. You get to pick what we call kill of the week. You pick your favorite kill out of the movie. So... Oh, man, my I don't even know if it's a kill, but the one that sticks out the most is pinball and not because of how he dies, but because of that <laughs> fake ass Dave Chappelle with the frozen grunt on his face. He's like, the wheel <laughs> Probably my favorite one. And then they dump him out of a fucking plane and he's frozen and it's it's so horrible looking. And then he hits that dude's car is complaining about the bird shit. As you say, oh, it's the bird shit joke. It's such yeah. a good one too. <laughs> that whole that whole scene, man, of the finding his frozen body to hit in the car was perfect. That's like probably probably one of the better scenes in the whole movie. I, I'll, I'll count that as a kill because we don't actually get to see him. Everyone's like, "What happened to Pinball?" Nobody right. really knows. But yeah, no, it's a it's a great ending. And then it's I also like impressive. He even got caught in the wheel. Like right? he's trying to he's trying to climb up. So as it probably crushed him in the opening. It's more impressive that they got him out of it as fast as they did. Because, you know, he's riding on there. He's not trying to get the body out. Although I like I like the in the crescendo to Pinball's death is, well, you, you, there's a body that fell out of the sky. And why are you calling me? 
It's got your name written all over it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. 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 But don't cheese. All right, Nate, what's your favorite kill of the week? Oh, dude, it's put the bunny back in the box. Huh, <gasps> oh, Billy Bedlam, <laughs> that, that huh? whole fight. Because then it adds to after he kills Billy, you know, he kicks him into the, you know, the sticking oh, out the, pole the, or the whatever. Pipe. His little mini yeah. letting off steam. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I told you to put the bonnet back in the box, <laughs> bug. But then he gets to his daughter finally. He's finally reunited with Casey. And the man is a normal man. We know this. But he still, for some reason, thinks I should hand her this bloody, damn, dirty-ass bunny and just, like, brushes it on his dirty wife beater. Like, <laughs> here you go, Casey. I got this for you because it's your birthday on July 14th. And it is July 14th, and I am now free, hummingbird. I love you girls. Oh, Don't worry. Oh, I'm going to take a train next time. So is this, is this Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump, <laughs> as Cameron Poe, in Con Air? I love it, dude. That's, that's that actually like, might be it. <laughs> Who knew Nate had so much range? He just had to lose his voice for a few days. I'm always trying to sound like Tom Waits, and this is the way it goes down. A this broke, is the closest. You're not you, a broke you are Forrest nothing, Gump. You, you sound nothing like John Lovitch right now, which is what it normally sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what so, it sounds like. Bravo, it's, sir. Thanks. <laughs> See, doesn't work now. No, the, the joke doesn't work. You can't do it. Oh, what about you, Charlie? What's your favorite? Kill? God, man, <laughs> ridiculous, amazing movie. The Corvette. They killed that poor Corvette. It did nothing wrong to anyone. It's not his car. It's parked back at the office. <laughs> it, be mine. it looks exactly like mine, but it's that can't be mine. That that poor car didn't deserve any of that. I don't. Uh, Cole Meany's feelings when it crashed in front of him, you know, <laughs> the license plate that says as kicker. Oh God. I, I'm going to say John Malkovic though. I mean, for just, we're going to beat you to death, hang you from a ladder, throw you through a walking overpass, crash through debris, go up a conveyor belt, fall down, land under some kind of pile driving Rube Goldberg. It's a very Looney's Tunes death. <laughs> yeah. Like the dad dies four times before he dies. It's Crush. like a final destination death. Yeah. And then his head gets Gallaghered at the end. So it's it's John Malkovich, man. It's the final kill for him. Devin Sawa was like, I don't want to get on the plane to go to <laughs> yeah, Las exactly. Vegas. He's like, I'll stay in jail. I have a bad feeling. I'm not going to go. All right. Well. This is going to be interesting. Now we're going to rate this bad boy. Let's see how many Al Leong we give it. <laughs> Normally we have the guests go first, but I'm, I'm saving Jason, though, because we already know kind of which direction he's going to go. So, Nate, I'm going to start with you. How many Al Leongs are you going to give Con Air? I think a 9.5. I fucking love Con Air. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm getting a, like a, a, a point five away from ten. I text you saying it's a masterpiece, but you did. You it's can't never off. take That's that away. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. It needs more Travolta. Con Air <laughs> is so batshit crazy. It it shouldn't work. I guess it doesn't work. It doesn't but it work. Does. But it's, that's why it's fun. Is because it doesn't work. Yeah, like. If there is ever a movie that I want to see on the big screen at a midnight showing, it's definitely Con Air because I feel like this would be a riot with an audience 
Like, oh, absolutely. This deserves midnight screenings for sure. Like some Rocky yeah. Horror style where, you know, yeah. people up on the stage acting we it out. We all too. show up in wife beaters and nice yes. tight jeans. Oh, my God. We'll get a bunch of purple dresses. People can go as Sally Can't Dance. We'll yeah. Get, yeah. We'll get white separate jumpers as people can be Garland Green. I'm in. <laughs> Let's make this happen, guys. Let's start the Connor. We movement. can start a trend. We totally could. All right, well, I'm going to go next because, like I said, I'm going to save Jason for a little bit. We'll crescendo on what he thinks. Um, <laughs> I listened back to the old episode, and I, I gave – it was before we were even doing 10, and I gave it four Ali Ongs out of five, so that equals an eight. But I'm bumping it up to nine because I had way too much fun with this movie, and it it's, it's, it's pure 90s just – this is only a 90s kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this is just pure 90s as far as action movies go. If anything, like when my barber was showing this movie and like, you know, started the whole thing, I was like, I kind of want to just be like, can I just stay in the chair until the movie's right. over? Like, <laughs> now I got to leave. After. Like, <laughs> I'll pay you in a couple extra. It'll be I haven't fun. got to Vegas yet. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, now's the time, Jason. Now the spotlight's on you, brother. How many Al Leongs are you giving Conair? I would I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Like, as much as I hate the movie, I love watching it because <laughs> it's so bad. And it, it would it would get it would get a 10 out of 10 if it just didn't have Nick Cage in it. That's that's what I would say. If it just had somebody else, I don't know who it would be. I would probably... Van, Van like in 1997, who Van else could it have been? Van Damme. Oh, you put Van Damme in this movie, and it would have been There would have been way more kicks, though. Oh, he would have roundhoused people out of the plane. That was just, you know... Boom, kick that guy out the window. Boom, yeah. kick that guy Still out the window. Still would have slapped Sally Can't Dance, though. Right. Are yeah. Pat Swayze? You, yeah. Swayze oh. would have been good in it, man. Oh. Ooh, Swayze would have been All right. good. Yeah. Ooh, I like that a lot. Because you're talking Black Dog era Swayze. Yeah. 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 Oh, is, yeah. I mean, is there an era where he's not a total badass? No. No, yeah. not at all. No, I mean, Donnie Darko is kind of not. We, we, we're yeah. Swayze okay. fans. Forgot about that one. <laughs> well... It's still Swayze, though, at the end of the day. It's still, <laughs> right. it's still Swayze. Walking a thin line here. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, we'll tell you. All right. Well, you know, I fully expect it to be way lower. So, Jason, that was a, that was a good pull on that one. Uh, Nate, you want to do your trash review, brother? Oh, of course. <laughs> Did you find someone that gave this a trash review? You found one I, of I know. It was really ones. hard. I don't know I'm why anyone did it. I come out. I throw trash all over the, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on it. Oh, that's going to be a disaster. I love right. when new people come on the show and they hear our drops for the first time. And they're like, these people, these, this, these, these guys get me. <laughs> you guys have done this before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, this Nate. comes from Hobie Dale. And you know how I always like people with two first names. Um, who gave this one out of ten. And called it total and utter trash. So they said, oh dear, oh dear. Just watch this absolute joke of a movie. What is the point of this movie? None. Silly macho characters and dialogue. Nonsensical story and setting. But the worst feature has to be the acting. Nobody, not even the star-studded cast, can do anything with this. They don't even look as if they're trying. They are just hamming it up. Every cliche imaginable. Surely this film is a deliberate send-up, but maybe not. Some top acting talent is right here, 
but what could any of them possibly have been thinking of? Cusack, Malkovich, Cage. Why were they so desperate to make chumps of themselves? Who knows? It's garbage. Total and utter trash. I can't argue with any of that. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> I think that's the longest Nate's gone all night without saying Humminbird in a sentence. So, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you should have added Humminbird into it a hundred times. I know. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I'm slipping as I'm losing my voice more and more. I know. You did great, though. You got made it through your review. So, Thank All right, everybody. You. Thanks for checking out our episode of Con Air, our revisit, if you will. So now we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to talk to our guest that came on here, whether he likes it or not, and find out what Creepy Jason has been up to and what he's got going on right now. So, brother, I turn it over to you. Cool. What's up, guys? Um, So um, besides the tattooing bullshit, which I do all the damn time, I my big thing is the board game that I developed. Uh, is that the pandemic. now to hit Kickstarter or has it already? Yeah, it's called Dystopian Nights. Um, it's up on Instagram at dystopian underscore nights. Um, I got it on my website. Coming to Kickstarter in November. I, I spent probably three years making the game and at least another year um, of that time was just play testing it. just kind of refining the rules. I did all the art in the game. I did the mechanics. I did. I'll do the art sick to it. Like I'm excited building. to back it. Yeah, just, it's, it's 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 stupid. It's full I of don't know how board. you build a board game though. Like especially yeah. looking at it, like you didn't start small, dude. You went all in. I went all in. Yeah, it was it was it started as one thing. It started literally as me as like, hey, how can I make a board game, man? I I can do this. I can draw, and then it just became almost like a uh, an obsession for years, staying up till like two o'clock in the morning, literally drawing cards and, and balancing mechanics. I have a like a block of index cards with just graphs on them, where I'm managing numbers to make sure one corner of the board isn't more powerful than the other make sure everything right. is all balanced across 12 different playable characters and 43 different creatures you can battle um and that I'm was really fascinated by this it, like that ended up being the, the the part i really enjoyed the most was the number crunching part of it all the art side of it really was kind of like a burden to me it was like oh god i gotta draw this three more of these stupid zombie cards you know but at the end of the day, like it was the numbers and the mechanics, which was kind of an addiction to get the the hang of. Um, now that it's all said and done, man, I'm looking at it. It's like my like my magnum opus. This is hopefully the one thing I get remembered for not being on television drunk several times. Uh, <laughs> I want this board game to be like my real legacy, which I can leave on. You better either come to Origins here in Columbus, Ohio, because I would love to hug you. You're just getting a hug. Oh, or B. Okay. Gen Con, because like one of I those, I Gen Con. Like, it was like last weekend. Yeah, it was like one of those. I feel like once this, you know, hits the ground running, it just makes sense. You'd be at one of those conventions. It just does. I don't know why I wasn't this year to help plug it. I'm an, I'm an idiot when it comes down to like all the marketing and PR stuff behind this. See, like, honestly, I'm just I like really a just PR genius over here. I'm in bird. <laughs> I know. But let me hire you then. You can do all the the, the shit work on. You don't fucking want that food. one bit. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, no, you don't, Jason. Trust me. Uh, no, <laughs> you don't want this introvert guy trying to be on like, hey, buy my stuff. board game. Buy, buy, buy my stuff. Board game. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. kind of how I am with it. Like, <laughs> just back it. Just everybody back the damn thing so I can stop talking about it. God, yeah, because it was it was Nate you. going poking me, going, hey. 
hey, that creepy Jason guy that talked to you on Instagram, ask him if he'll come on the show. You go. I was like, well, ask him. He goes, no, no, he he talked to you first. Fine, I'll talk. Not me. Yeah, he tagged me. I was like, okay. Oh yeah, you little, you little introvert, go. What I, well, when I saw you post on Mike's, is that what it was? I think you posted yeah, something. Was, I was like, dude, sign me up, man. I will talk about movies all day, every day, if I could. I, I get a client that talks movies. We barely even get any tattooing done because we're just bullshit movie talk the whole time. That's my awesome. my tattoo has learned that we can't put like certain movies on because we we tried to watch RoboCop while no. she was tattooing RoboCop. Uh-huh. No, we we both were like, yeah, we need to like put Star Trek on or something, just something mindless in the background. Yeah, and you know because we can talk, but now it was RoboCop. Oh wait, that part. Oh poor Kenny, he got <laughs> tore all up. You know that's what happened the entire time we're trying to watch it. What's your but opinions no, on, uh, on RoboCop two? Just out of curiosity, I oh. love RoboCop two. Well, you I, have, love, I love it too. I think it's it's one of the rare occasions where the sequel is just as good as the original. You Nate. It's yeah. I, you I, really I, don't like I, RoboCop two. Nate, I find RoboCop two boring. <laughs> no way. No. What I liked it as a kid. Dude, come on. I liked it I, as a kid, and then revisited it recently. And went. Why does this not hit the same? I know eventually we're gonna have to cover it. We're gonna really you know. dig into it. Dude, RoboCop two is a monster movie. I have I have Kane right back here. I have the action dude, figure Kane next to two oh nine. Dude, it. Only, I feel like we, I, we always get into this conversation. Dude, because it's really a nice. great movie, man. It is, <laughs> it is just as good. Frank Miller wrote it, too. Like, that guy yeah. is a genius. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened with RoboCop 3. That just went oh. off the rails. <laughs> and, like, 3 is directed by uh, Fred Decker. The guy did Monster yeah. Squad. It's like, how did this fail? Because they want, they they wanted a live action cartoon because the yeah. cartoon was popular. Every Ugh, damn nineties so comic book had that RoboCop three ad in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. You either had the RoboCop three or the video game that if was. I in already the back through like my comic book collection. I know I would just find like RoboCop three ad, RoboCop three ad, RoboCop three ad. Like Ugh. every X Men or Avengers. That's all it was. Yeah. No. Here, Charlie is definitely pro RoboCop. Well, maybe too. maybe my opinion would change after a re- another rewatch. Another rewatch. Another. another. You should only need another. one. That movie, right. I rewatched it recently. It's still I just hold good. RoboCop so high, damn it. Ah. The kid has a transforming machine gun, damn it. It looks like a lunchbox, <laughs> but it's a machine gun. It's amazing. Oh, uh, so where what where can they find everything else that you're doing there, Jason? So we got the board game coming. You got an Instagram for it. We'll put um, links up for all this stuff too when this episode cool. drops. I mean, the bigger creepyjason.com. My website yeah. has got all the board game crap on it, as well as my tattooing crap as well. Um, that's really kind of the central hub for everything I got going on. Fantastic, so, man. Well, yeah, yeah well, like I said, we'll put up all the links and stuff like that when this episode comes out so everybody can find it there. Uh, and if you want to find everything else that we're on and you haven't done it yet in however many years I've been saying this spiel, you can find us over on Facebook at Gimme Back My Action Movies, the Facebook group. Gimme Back My Horror Movies, the Facebook group. Both of us are on Instagram. We are on, what are they called now? Threads? X? Oh. Uh, Every stupid social media that TikTok. has on. And Doing the thing that way you can whore yourself out. Still on YouTube. Yeah, we're... we're Type oh, in our no. name. It's fun. It's I do it now. Is just go type it into Google, and we actually pop up now, which is awesome. I always feel like we kind of made it a little bit, you know. If you type it in there, and there, there we are. So, uh, yep. So yeah. you can find us everywhere out there on the interwebs. Nate, anything else? Oh, I got stuff, sir. 
Oh, you got stuff. I, I got didn't stuff. Know. I got to ask Coopy Jason a question. Sure. Oh, oh, oh damn. Yeah, 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 I, I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry. Fire away. We, have, we haven't had a guest on in a while. I totally forgot. Well, I got like a couple. Like, A, has anyone ever asked you what does Dave Navarro smell like? You'd be surprised how often I get asked that question. I, I, oh, damn it. Why don't I ask that question then? Everybody asks about Dave. That's like the, the number one thing everybody asks about is I Dave. I feel like he smells like leather for some reason. Oh, yeah. He smells good. Like like a rich mahogany. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I pictured. Rich, rich mahogany. mahogany. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a nice dude, man. I'll tell you this. Uh, he's a really funny guy, too. Like, he's a ball buster. At the when we're recording all this thing, he has no problem picking on everybody who's in front nice. of that camera. Yeah, so he's that was kind of a delight was getting to film with him. Nice man. I, it, I always feel stupid whenever like I tell people about like, yeah, the only season of Ink Master I watched was the season you were on. Season. Oh, is it because yeah. of me? You know, I gotta. It just happened to be like. That was the season my partner wanted to watch. And I was like, okay, like, we'll watch Ink Master. Why not? Like, I've never seen the show before. And then when uh, Mike started sharing that you were doing the artwork for Gore Beyond the Stars, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I recognize that name. Like, because I watched the TV show. And then the way this all fell together, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, just feels they, right. Damn, he, he, was, he was fanboy right now. Yeah. yeah. Nate, Nate was truly fanboying there yeah. a bit. So it was, um, it was cool. And the other question, I ask this to any guest, which movie do you prefer, Shrek 1 or Shrek 2? That's a tough one, man. Um, there's, that's another one where the sequel is just as good. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to go Shrek 1. I'm going to stick with the first oh, one. Oh, oh. He's a Although I feel, like the, I feel like they push the humor a little bit more in the second one, like like the adult style humor. Oh, yeah. got, a little, got a little. They knew what worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'm gonna stick with one. All right, we're yep. gonna put Shrek one on there on the board. Yep. Put, put it on the board. <laughs> I think yeah. he's. We haven't had a whole lot of Shrek ones, have we? A lot of people. Nah, I feel Shrek like two. it's been more Shrek one than Shrek two. Has it? It's yep. been a long time since we've asked mm-hmm. this question. You see the new Puss in Boots movie? It's fantastic. It's oh so God. good. It has like, no right to be that good. Yes, I say, and that villain Lobo. Oh my wolf, God! Is, he's up there with like Dude. one of my favorite villains now. It's just Those a cool two villain. Eyes. I need to and rewatch it. He does. I was like, yeah, because apparently, Dude. like, there's certain scenes that's like he's hidden in the background. No, really? yeah, like stalking puss in boots. Like yeah. that animation style is amazing. The fight yeah. scene animation was like watching anime almost. Is what it felt yeah. like. It was really cool. Just quick paced, man. I was like, if that's where the new Shrek is going to get rebooted, booted oh, into, God, and that's I hope, still, oh, I, I hope, I really hope so, man. I, I feel like I, that raised the bar for that entire universe. This is totally well, unrelated because I know Charlie hasn't seen it yet. Have you seen the new Ninja Turtle movie yet? Is that any good? It's it's worth it. It's absolutely really? worth it. The art style is amazing. It's funny. Like Paul Rudd steals the show as Mondo Gecko. Just no it's worth way. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. You got me sold on that. I'm still going to stand for now that they did my boy Rocksteady wrong with the artwork, but they know, did. Well, they they, they really definitely did. did but, but I got to watch it. I, apparently, I got to watch this Puss Boots movie, too. I hadn't seen that one. Yeah. My, kid, my kids kind of fell out. At, like they were watching like all the Shreks and stuff. And I think this is the second Puss Boots movie. Yeah. But yeah. It, it deals with like 
identity crisis, midlife, cr- like it goes yeah. so deep. You're like, Mark, yeah, holy really shit. Deep Very deep. Yeah. <laughs> so so literally just, Antonio Banderas, he's just yeah. being but himself. Then that's in. the other thing, like, because you have Salma Hayek as his, like his love interest. It feels like this cartoon spiritual successor to Desperado in a way. Oh like, <laughs> it, it is just one of those things where you're like, this is a masterpiece that I am watching. Like, it is really good, man. That's like, yeah. It's probably one of the best things I watched last year, as I think they came out towards the end yeah. of the year last year. And I was like, man, this is fucking amazingly well done <laughs> for a, a movie I put on for background noise. It like sucked me right in. A movie that came like, what, 10 years after the first one? Like, by all means, that could have been just thrown out into the world and forgotten about. I was like, no. Yeah, straight to streaming. Like, yep. yeah, it's thrown out there. Antonio Banderas needs a paycheck. Just give him, exactly. give him another Puss Boots movie. Just, Puss Boots. That'll be easy for the kids. But yeah, that's all I got, all right. Charlie. Thank okay. you, Jason. You got, you got your question. Jason, thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. This has been a blast, and I'm really glad we got to recover con air and give it the love it actually deserves. Yep. And you, if you guys want to torture yourselves, you can go check out first year podcaster charlie we weren't that good <laughs> we bad. really weren't real bad um <laughs> feel like we've come a long way here so uh, it was check out the vhs album because quest for a mighty rift is yeah fantastic yeah we'll go ahead and plug mike yeah uh, mike you mike need to get your to butt on barbarians here. yeah that that needs to happen and if you want to hear we've had mike on he was on for our burning episode last year which was a lot of fun a, a, a fully underrated slasher movie but it was a really good conversation we had with him over there and uh, check us you, again. If you follow us on Instagram, you see all this stuff I shared when I got my CD, I got a resin printed sword and I put it in my Skeletor's hand. You know, it was all kinds of fun stuff we have yeah. with those guys. So I, I bought the cassette. The LP is sick. That like blue yeah. and white spiral is beautiful. Uh, like, yeah, it, the, the, the cassette was sold out before. I Wise blood records. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're doing some cool stuff. I was really upset. I did not get to go to the festival that their label is a part of out in Indianapolis this past weekend because oh, they had Mortician shit. playing there, and I adore Mortician so much. Uh, Jeez, yeah. Man. I already told Wiseblood, I was like, next year I'm there. No matter what, I'll, I will come out to Indy. So. Absolutely, man. You definitely need to check that out. So, All right, everybody. Well, that will do it for tonight, and enjoy this bonus episode of con air so, what's the final word humming bud uh, i'll do my favorite line from the movie go yeah is, jason do it as long as i get home on time it don't make no never mind <laughs> what's that even mean <laughs> i have no clue what it even means he says it though <laughs> next time take the bus humming bud <laughs>